Um, so we are seated at this mathematics, it's two hours or so. So the, the teacher is saying, okay, don't open, don't do anything. He's wondering, I don't need even to open, right? <laughs> so saying, first of all, write your name, write your index number, write everything, and then you may start. So he goes to the wall and writes two hours from 10, 30, 12, something, you, know, you remember those things? So he, he begs the vigilator and says, hey, and because he's next to me, I can hear, he says, uh, I think once I've written my name, can I go? <laughs> so I have nothing else to write. Yeah. Even question one, where you are just doing, you remember question one, at least everybody would get it. But for him, mathematics just, if you give him time to write his name and his details, he is, he is safe. Yeah. yeah. So some of us are like that in prayer. Like God, bless this food, bless our family, bless India, bless Japan. We are good, right? <laughs> so so the, that's why you have grown with a hate for prayer. You know, from the time you are enrolled into this Christianity. And to make it worse, the people that introduced you to it made it worse. Because they told you now, welcome, uh, there is one thing that is not easy to do. It's called prayer. <laughs> you know, you love everything else except what? Mm. Prayer is not for the weak. Prayer is for the mature. And you are asking yourself, when will I mature so that I tarry in God's presence? But the goodness is that God has not, uh, you know, hidden this thing for a few people. God has revealed these things to all his children. The Bible says the hidden things belong to the Lord, but the revealed things belong to us and to our children. They belong to us and our children. So prayer is the heritage of every believer. That every believer must find enjoyment in the place of prayer. That every believer must find comfort in the place of prayer. That every believer must, you know, must look forward. His heart must be thirsty for the place of prayer. Why? Because it is enjoyable. It's, it's communion. It's dialogue. And there's, there's so much to tell, uh, to tell God and to talk to God about. Yeah? It's like a friend of yours that you haven't met for a long time. And you're just, uh, you, you know, I, I usually admire the, the life of our little boys. The, 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 they have, they, they are not, uh, they don't have a very big, uh, you know, uh, that is uh, sometimes the, the benefit of having these kids close together. Yeah? Uh, and this is, this is a hint for those that are not married. Uh, I'm giving you free professional advice. Otherwise, I would charge a lot of money for this. But, you know, I'm giving you for free. But, when you start having children, at least uh, don't, don't create a big gap so that the first one looks like the, the parent of the second one. Yeah? <laughs> and they have nothing else to talk about. You see, uh, uh, let me give you a secret. You know, Pastor Lea's uh, family, their first one has, has children older than her. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so this very awkward when we go to these functions that they are saying auntie, 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 auntie. You know, this, this guy is older, he should be going to, to have for what? For cancer. Yeah, so it, some things are awkward, but we, if you are closer together, then, so we see it in our voice, so you send them and say, hey, go and, and sleep. That's around eight. By 11, you are still hearing stories. So you must follow up that they are sleeping because they have so much to talk about. And you know, they have spent the whole day together. <laughs> so if you are like that, a believer ought to be like that with God. Yeah? And you have spent two hours with God and it's as if you are supposed to be leaving the place and people are still hearing you. They are asking God, hey, how are you? How is this? How is this? How is this? And you are talking to God about it. I've told you about my grandmother. When we were young, we were wondering, you know, this old woman who had been left with her husband. And for some time we thought maybe she's uh, depressed or something. Mm -hmm. uh, because she's talking to herself. And if you are listening to her from her bedroom, you could think somebody is seated across from her, just speaking. And not only that, not only the place, the type of prayer, even when she's doing her chores, she's just talking, she's just talking. Huh? So that was a really wonderful experience of prayer. And you find that all the time, uh, this woman just understands the place of prayer, and you will be wondering, what is she talking to God about? That is how God has created us. And let me tell you the secret. All of us have been created with the potential to tarry God's presence. All of us have what it takes to be God's, God's presence 24-7. Hallelujah. Not, it is not a special gift you receive. No. It is something, something that you are created with. There is a vacuum in you that always cries and screams out to connect with the divine. So anytime you just open your spirit and say, Lord, I want to turn in your presence, you are going to find material, a lot of material. Yeah, a lot of material. We are just talking about everything, everything and, and nothing in particular. You see, the, the richest kind of conversations are those conversations without agenda. You know, we've been trained in our religious uh, background to have agenda. And we, to spiritualize it, it's called prayer, prayer work. How do you call yours? Huh? You have even a little book. Say, okay, God, I have ten items. Um, yes, I have ten items. First of all, is uh, take me home and back. If you do, I'll praise you. That's number one. Number two, uh, solve my bank accounts. And if you come from this religious background where you can, you, 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 you can, you know in Africa, you, you can, <laughs> you can prophesy your bank account. And then dollars will just appear without working, you know. <laughs> but first, before they appear, uh, you bring something so that we lay our hands on this bank account just falls. You have to work. Hmm? You have to work. 
Otherwise, with the kind of prayer we have because of those transfer, transference of wealth, Africa should be the rich. Of course, Africa is the richest. But people should be having money in their pocket. You understand? So what do we pray for? The content of prayer. And the content of prayer, uh, looking at the kind of conversations we've been having from the beginning, is that we have a relationship with this God. We are not just going there for an, as an ATM machine. No, we have a, a relationship with him. He's our friend. He's our father. He says, I have spoken to my servant Moses like a man speaks to his friend. For you know that there are men that have called among you that have always been speaking to them in a vision, in a dream, by a word of knowledge. But he says, not my servant Moses. Why? Because my servant Moses is special. My servant Moses has time for me. My servant Moses sticks in my presence. You understand? Because for God to be able to have dialogue with him, you must be available. You must be present. Yeah, so that you you know, we, we talk about waiting on the Lord, but we really do not understand what waiting on the Lord means. Some of us, when we talk about waiting in the Lord, or on the Lord, is about receiving something. But if you look at the practice of a waiter, a waiter stands by your table just to wait what you would order, isn't it? He's always waiting. A waiter stands, and if you go to a nice hotel, not this funny, funny hotel, so you usually go <laughs> a nice, cultured hotel. The waiter is always there. Sir, anything else? Sir, anything else? Uh, are you okay? That's what a waiter does. He's paid to do that. And that's why they, they are tipped a lot of money, because of waiting. Waiting means what? He has the desire of the one he's serving. He does not have his own desire. You cannot be seated at the table and all of a sudden you see um, chips and sausages and water and you, you wonder who told, uh, told you to bring this. He says, no, I've looked at you and I've seen that you are being a and you know the way you look. You are a dark kind of a guy. So I've ordered this for you, no. That's what we do in the Christianity. Believers, we look at God and we create him in our own image and likeness. And then when we appear in his presence, we tell him what we think is our And even the guideline that he has given us in scripture, we have thrown that aside. We have our own things. Did you know that a lot of things the Bible has told us to pray about or to pray for, we do not. Even the people, the family members and the brethren around us, the scripture has told us about what to pray for them about. But no, we don't want that. We say, no, you, your curriculum is not good. I'll pray for what I think this brother needs. So our waiting usually is like this. When somebody tells you, I'm waiting upon you, it's like, I put in a request, I'm waiting for him to behave. So when somebody tells you, I'm waiting upon the Lord, is that he, 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 he did what? He, he put in the pin. But the man is taking long to, to come forth. But there is a content that God has given to us in scripture that we ought to pray for. So waiting upon the Lord is sitting in God's presence and asking the Lord, what is your mind? What do you want to do? That is why in Psalms chapter 103 verse 7, 
says he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. He made known his ways unto Moses. So Moses knew his ways. He knew the heart of God. He knew the, the thinking of God. He knew how, what God wants. But the children of Israel knew his acts. That means the children of Israel were just interested in the manna, with the parting of the Red Sea, with the, the provision of the water from the rock. But they did know hmm? they did know how God operates. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. You say as many hallelujah as possible. That word hallelujah, let me tell you. That word hallelujah, this is a secret. It has power to keep sleep away from you. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm giving you secrets. Hmm? Secrets that I have learned uh, for long in ministry. One of them is called a, a bigger amen. Hmm? You find it keeps your eyes open. Because this is the time that your eyelids will be trying to. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. When you say many times, you you find that you are awake. Hallelujah. And sometimes the devil is alive. Not that you, at this time you're usually asleep. Some of you are just rolling on, on the bed. Rolling to and fro, wondering, like, will it rain tomorrow? You know, some nonsensical things. <laughs> but now, because you're in a place of prayer, the devil wants to lie to you that now you are exhausted. You are not exhausted. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Encourage yourself. We've just begun. And the Lord is about to do great and mighty things, isn't it? You know, prayer does not change God. Prayer changes us. And when we come in the presence of the Lord, we must be changed and transformed. Psalms 91, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall do what? Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Say, I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress, my God in my Say, surely I shall not be afraid by what? Of terror by? Or the noisome pestilence. I shall not be afraid. Hmm? Or the arrow that flies by? That, that comes by noonday, isn't it? He says, for under his wings shall I find what? He shall cover me with his feathers, and under his wings shall I find what? Refuge. When that happens, he says, a thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand, but they shall never come near me. Why? Only with my eyes shall I behold the what? The reward of the wicked. Why? Because I have met the Lord, even the most high, my what? My habitation or my, my hiding place. Eh? Yes. You see, even when I fall, <laughs> he shall command his angels to do what? Yes, shall command his angels. Shall not hit my foot up against a stone because he shall command his angels. So that God, ah, he says, when I call upon him, he shall answer. When I'm in trouble, he shall answer. 
That's the place of prayer. So, let nobody ever remove you from the place of prayer. Yeah. What do we pray about? Number one, we pray about relationships. Our relationships. You see, a, a lot of us depend on our intellect and our experience and so on, on our relationships. But we do not know that our relationships are prayer items, actually. Pray to God. Oh God, keep my relationships. Huh? Pray for your relationships. And from your experience, you can tell that you are, you are not very good at relationships. True or true? Ah, hmm? oh, come on, people. Your experience teaches you that you are not very good at relationships, isn't it? No, I'm just saying, looking at your life, the friends that you have gathered so far, hmm? Because, can you imagine the number of people that you've interacted with since you were born, or since you were conscious of yourself? And the number of people you have dropped across the path? Huh? How many people do you remember living in high school? That was my friend. And the way you told them you shall die for them. That you will never live without them. That they are your life. You remember? You are you're suffering from dementia or something. Eh? You remember? By the side of the fence when you're seated with that friend of yours and you are telling them, like, my whole life we shall be with you. Even, you know, we shall build the same house. We shall live in the same house. You understand? And, 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 and it was not an easy matter because when you're speaking like that, tears are rolling down your cheeks. Yes, but then life happens. You move out of school, then the pressures of life start forcing themselves on you and you have to survive. It's like you're, you are thrown into a river and you're trying to drown, so you don't think about anybody else except yourself. Hmm? So you go to this university, this college, and you find somebody else again there. And there's your, your roommate and you're doing things together and he's helping you, he's very resourceful to you. You say, I will never forget, forget, forget you ever in my life. You are the best thing that ever happened to my life. And do you know that every stage of your life, you've told somebody that the best thing that has ever happened in your life? Do you remember? <laughs> so, knowing that, we must know that we suck at relationships. At least, we have, it, it has to work. We must depend on what? Prayer. On God to make it work. So we are telling God in every relationship we have, Lord, please, I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. Even just to relate, relating with somebody for a whole year or three years, it's not easy. Mm. That you have to put, to put up with, you know, once you decide support somebody to be your friend. There are certain kind of stupidity you, you, you have agreed to tolerate. You understand? Yes. And we choose our friends according to the kind of stupidity we are able to tolerate. Because all of them have. How do you know that they have? Wait until you disagree or you become enemies. It becomes clear, right? 
Hey, come on, people. See, that's become clear to you. Really? What were we even talking about? That is useless. That's how we know he has a bad heart, a terrible, a dark heart. Hmm? He's from hell. But he has been my friend for five years. So in relationship, who do we pray about? Our friends. Our friend. And this is a great breakthrough. Let me tell you, when you're praying for your friends, and one of the prayers is that God is restoring them, God is blessing them, God is, and God has a way of restoring you when he restores your friends, the, the people you're praying for. Because remember, the people that are around you affect your life so much. That means, if God does something and their life improves, your life must improve it is in your best interest to pray that your friends become wise. Because the kind of stupidity they are going to expose you to, hmm, you will not be okay in a couple of years. And the Bible says pray for your friends. Job, Job chapter 42 and verse number 8. Now therefore, the, the Lord is talking to Job here. Now therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant shall pray for you. For I'll accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Nemathite went and did what the Lord had told them. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Are you understanding? The Lord accepted the Job's prayer. Job was praying for his friends. The Bible said, I will not now listen to them. So you pray for them. Because there is a time you need somebody to uphold you in prayer. And there is a time that you need to uphold your friends. Do you know, there is a time even your most prayerful friends cannot pray for themselves. Eh? Do you know sometimes you get into a, a fix in life until you, you can't utter a word. You need a faithful friend to pray for you. And blessed are you if you have friends that pray for you. That is the greatest gift you can ever have. So what do we pray for? Uh, it is not just about me, myself and I. No. Sometimes I just take time. I set out some time and say, Lord, I have these friends in my life. I want you to bless them. I want you to cause them to know you, to love you. I want them to have a pure heart. I want them to be close to you. I want them to be peacemakers. Imagine if I have a friend that is now a peacemaker. Hmm? If he's able to tolerate all this nonsense, that is answered prayer. So it is in your best interest to pray for your friends. Yes? That's the reason why you, you, you get into some funny, funny conflicts that, that, you do, that are not commensurate to your age. Huh? Do you know you can do mistakes or enter into conflicts that are commensurate to your age and to your education and to your background, isn't it? There are certain kind of conflicts that are not, they are not your size. Eh? 
They are not your size. But when you pray for your friends, so make it a habit. Lord, pray. And sometimes you realize that um, the, you spend more time in prayer when you're remembering people. And let me tell you the secret about remembering others. It takes the Lord off of you. That is why the happiest people are people who think about others. Because if you focus on yourself, you're going to see how terrible you are. Huh? The things that you're going to attend. Hmm? I remember the story of, of a, a policeman who had been called. They were called that this guy is on the bridge. I think that is like in US or Europe. In, in Africa, that doesn't happen. That <laughs> somebody, somebody wants to jump. So who cares? <laughs> in Africa, life is hard enough, so nobody, nobody cares. Everybody has his own issues. But in Europe or in America, you find that, oh, uh, call the fire department, call the 911 works, you know? There, 911 actually works. <laughs> Here, nobody knows what it is for. By the way, which department is 911? Nobody calls it because it doesn't work. So, this guy is on the bridge, he's saying, I want to throw myself. So, people are gathered there. So, this sheriff, they call them sheriffs, right? So, they, they walk over to, to, to talk to him. So, this guy is explaining this, how terrible my life is, this, how terrible, you know, know this. When he's done with the explaining, the story says they both jumped. Because even the sheriff saw, saw that what you are going through, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> what you are going through is terrible. Quelly, that means that what you are going through is is terrible. So there is a lot of. And let me tell you something. You might be thinking, oh, when I pray for my friends, they are going to benefit. Let me tell you, there is a way God lifts your spirit when you remember others. When you pray for others. That God in heaven is looking at you and wondering, hey, my child, with all these issues he's going through, it has the audacity to remember somebody else. That he's able to set his issues aside and remember somebody else and bless him. You understand? That's why Job was blessed. And the Bible says, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord did what? The Lord blessed him when he prayed for his he could be praying for himself. Say, Lord, you've taken my children, you've taken my, my wealth, you've taken my everything. And the contradiction of life is that the only troublesome person was a headache to Job, was the one who left her life. Hmm? The wife was there. Because <laughs> sometimes you wish like she should have been the first one to go. She's the one who said, cast God and die. You are, you are not good for anything. You are not. God keeps her alive. So when the Lord restored to, he did not restore to Job the wife. No. He's the same wife that gave birth to beautiful daughters and sons. But when Job prayed for his friends, how many times have you ever set time and just say, Lord, I want to remember my friends. I want to pray for my friends. So when you pray your fr to fr your friends, something happens. Yes. When you, I have been in that fellowship and I've had, I was, 
I, I had brother so and so speak about this need. I had this family is going through this. Lord, touch them, save them, deliver them, restore them. You know, by the time you're done, you're so lifted. Your spirit is so lifted. Huh? And how do you pray for your, your, friend, your, 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 your relationships? There is a very interesting thing here in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. They are called your persecutors. And you know, persecutors are in your relationship. Most people that persecute you are within your circle. Hmm? Do you know a stranger doesn't hurt you so much? Somebody you met me in the office one day and he didn't push your file. With, after a while, you just forget. But your sister. Right now, do you know, there is, when you went to university, for example, the first semester, you, you lived in a house with somebody who was terrible, isn't it? Took you through hell and back. But right now you have a problem remembering their name. Why? Because they were strangers. But your sister, the first sister that you, your sister, when you came to the city, the one you stayed with for only two months, you cannot forget what it, she took you through. You cannot. So, the Bible tells us to pray number two, four. Uh, so, I'm still on relationships. Eh? That was uh, friends. The other one is now persecutors. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. He's saying that those people who pray for their persecutors are the sons of their father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Huh? So we want to see, to hear in the prayer room, somebody screaming and say, Lord, Jesus, hallelujah, that voice of mine, who doesn't love me? Lord, I bless him. My heart rejoices in him. The same hour you spend for yourself. Leave alone this religious witchcraft that you practice. Kata hmm? by fire. I kill my enemies with the sword of the spirit. I stab them. From where? The gospel we preach is the gospel of love. Even to those who persecute. And Stephen, the Bible says, Stephen looked up into heaven and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus still on the cross, he said, Father, while I'm dying, please do not hold this against them. That is the gospel we preach. Say, Father, that, that, that girl that was like a demon in the workplace, Lord, bless you. Bless her. Change her life. Because these people that are, let me tell you a secret, the people who ill-treat you, the people who harass and persecute you, they are screaming for help. It's not that they are okay, they are, they are sick, you understand? They are sick, they are screaming for help. Now you can't condemn them, reach out to them. Because if you don't have love, you can't show love. You only pour out what you have, you understand? 
So it is what they have within, the hate, the vile, the quality that they have within is what they are exposing out. But you as a child of God, it's your time to pray and say, Lord, huh? bless them, bless them, change them, turn their lives. Let them see the folly of their ways. Yeah? Let them come to their senses. Because some of them are just out of their senses. They will not have treated you like that. They are screaming for help. So our persecutors, huh? pray for Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Those who persecute you. So if you insist on having a prayer list, are persecutors. Okay? That when I rise up in the morning, with one of the, my items is my persecutors. And let me tell you, that is a successful prayer. Why? Because people have no problem remembering their persecutors. And they are fresh in your mind. Like, you can forget somebody who has been kind, but somebody who persecuted you, you know. So, Lord, I bless you for my uncle, that mean guy. Hmm? He was so mean to me. But I know, Lord, it's because his heart is seeking for your acceptance, seeking for your love seeking for your care. Please come through for him. You understand? May he never lack. But most of us, because I loved and he didn't provide for me, may his children suffer. May his children suffer. Hmm? And you are there. We are raising a congregation of witches. Because anything that is not done out of love is not of God. God is love. And you can't separate God with love. You can't. So when you are killing people and scattering them and causing them to fail, that they will not know peace. They will know. No, we are peace givers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who is your father? Huh? Who steals peace from people? Yes, you are becoming like your father. Mm. And the more you grow in the church, the more you grow to be like your father. So you become more powerful in snatching peace from people. And our prayer is like, Lord, that cousin of mine who took us through hell, give him peace. Let him know peace. May his family never suffer because of his mistakes. May his children never suffer because of his cruelty. You understand? May they never lack because of his stinginess. That's the prayer of the saints. And you're looking for what will keep you in the presence of the Lord for, for a long time. It is that. Praying for your persecutors. The top five. That's what to write in your notebook. 
Some of us are even breaking families and marriages while we are saved like this. That boyfriend of mine, oh God, who broke my heart and thought I would never amount to anything. May he never know me. That is how his father now. You know that is how that is how his husband. You are scattering. same experience I went through, isn't it? That's the prayer of the saints. May his children never make the mistakes of their father. Yes. I want to speak the word of the Lord that the children shall never be punished because of the sins and the transgressions of their fathers. Yes. And when I go home, Lord, please, beautify their faces. But most of us, we come back rejoicing. Let me tell you about that auntie of mine. You know that one who did not take me to school? Hey, have you seen their children? Hey. <laughs> who is God? <laughs> the God I serve. Yeah. The God you serve is not the God of Israel. It's another funny God. Yeah. The God we serve is the God of a second chance. It's a God of forgiveness. It's a God of restoration. And this, where does this revelation come from? This revelation comes from the fact that God, who is gracious, does not pay us according to our mistakes. Because if you are asking that for the, your enemies, that means the same thing will happen to you. Because you've also had somebody. Is it true? You've also withheld goodness from somebody. Is it true? What if God decided to deal with you according to what you have done? Like you want him to deal with him like the way what he did. How well he did. But we want mercy. Yet we do not want to extend what? Mercy. Because there is a boy you also had who went crying. He even dropped out of that school. And he never recovered. He never. He decided you plus you. You are a reminder of meditation. So he didn't want to associate with them any educational institution. <laughs> you know, Lord Itchaton, do you know Itchaton University? Where we went to the Menon. Yeah? And uh, Moswantia. Lodisha Lo from, from Britain fell in, in love with a girl, I think she was Beatrice. So she comes to Kenya, they're living in this small house. This lady says, no, I can't stay here. This is like a pig style or something. I can't stay here. And you know when you're in love, ah, you can move mountains. Like, you have a thing as little as that, and you tell mountains to move them and throw into the sea. 
So, Lodija said, I will show you because of my enlightenment. So, he went and built a castle. The whole of this place is a house. All the way up to that place. Rooms, there is even a meditation room. A dark room where you just close to meditate. A just going to meditate. And then she came back to see the castle. She says, this is too big. I can't stay here with all these rooms. And she went away. So Lodija thought, what is wrong with women? <laughs> How can they do? They say, all these people are just the same. And because he was rich, we are told by history, when he moved from Ngarka farm, to Nakuru town. He used to go to Midland Hotel. He used to clear the road. The security goes ahead to clear the road of any woman on the road. Any, no woman should be on the road. And when they hear him coming, because he goes in advance, they have to evacuate the, the hotel for every female. You understand? So, and some of us are like, the, the people you see remind you of. So you, and some of us is like communities. The, this girl in, in, in primary school who told you like you are too dumb. Huh? He was male. So you believe like males. Uh, I don't. But you see, when now you are regenerated, you are delivered. You are a new creation. Most of us do not get that experience. You are a new creation. The old has gone. Behold, the new has come. With the new person now, you are looking at people with God's love. We are looking at people as candidates for restoration. Candidates for the blood of Jesus. To wash them, to cleanse them. You know, they did that in their ignorance. Father, forgive them. They do not know. I wish to go that spirit. That in that office, when you are treated like that, you don't go lamenting, grumbling, and murmuring. Say, Father, he doesn't know. Forgive them. Make a prayer. And, and the, look at this. The secret about this, at that very moment when Stephen was being stoned, he said that prayer. At that very moment when Jesus was being crucified, he said that prayer. That means every time somebody mistreats you, don't leave it to, to Sima. Or don't leave it to go. At that very moment, reverse everything that can happen to that girl. Say in that video, don't go tomorrow and start murmuring. No, in that same office, say, Lord, forgive me. Yes. What you have done today, let it be over today. You understand? But the humanness in us, oh, I'm telling you, the humanness in us. <laughs> They, our heart wants them to be miserable. Eh? Miserable. <laughs> I remember in, in high school we used to have a girl. You know that that you have, you have, your school might not have. Why am I giving you a lot of stories about my school? Life? <laughs> and they say one 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 uh, one indicator to show that somebody is getting older is repeating stories. Alright, so, so this high school, I don't know if your school had those kind of people, but we had this, you know, this 
especially in our in our class. And this beautiful girl, beautiful. Everybody looked so like a privilege to talk to her. Jen, she was called Jen. You can't even say hi. Hmm? It's a privilege, like when you shake her hand, you don't wash your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she's that kind of a girl who look at you and be wild. I can't waste time if I come to talk to you. And maybe you're just in this car, because everybody wants to be in her group. Huh? She was not as bright, but. <laughs> Because again, sometimes God doesn't give you everything, so, so that we need each other, right? <laughs> so that we need each other. We, we must need each other. So, she needed somebody to teach her, you know, almost all the subjects anyway. But, but people also needed her for optics, you know, for the camera to appear, you know. So, and she used to put people off, you know, you know, sometimes when you are good looking, you have the luxury also to talk the way you want. You understand? Like, but what, what is wrong with you? Get out of here. And you, the, the one who's talking bad, to apologizes. <laughs> you are He was the one who apologized. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you, you think that you go, you, you go thinking like I'm mad. No, you are not mad. And you are just glad she talked to you. However, she talked. <laughs> eh? So now this this girl gets out of uh, this gets out of school, and we are going we are going to college ourselves, and other people are going to other. And after. After school, life doesn't get very good to her. You meet her in one or two years, she looks like twice your age. The guard, the, you know, the top guard. Now, she has to beg to greet you. And you know, some of us now would come to Nairobi and the way they speak, you remember them? Hey, you look at her, miserable. It's like, and when they're talking like that, they, they lighten up. Like it's something nice. You understand? So don't be like those kind of people. Wish them well. You know they were doing that out of ignorance. And there are so many things we also did out of what? Ignorance. You might have answered somebody wrongly, or you 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 know when your father was alive, maybe those those days uh, coming home with the sausages and so on, and the villagers don't know what sausages is. They are wondering what is this thing that is looking so long, and you're telling them this, this backward people, this then life happens to you, maybe you lose your parents, now you're miserable, you can't even afford bread and they're looking at you saying, see, you see all those things we did out of what? Ignorance. Ignorance that is why you must tarry at the place of prayer and pray for those people that messed you up number two so number one was relationships, isn't it? Yes. Jerusalem, number two. I don't know how many believers have ever spent time to pray for Jerusalem. It's a command. Psalms 122, 6 to 9. Psalms 1, Psalm actually. Psalm 122. Because one is Psalm. Many Psalms. 
May they be secure may they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions sake I will say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God I will seek your good. I will seek your good. I will seek he says, God has commanded us to pray for the city of Jerusalem, to pray for Israel, to pray for Israel. Yes? Bless them who seek for your peace. That means God has laid a covenant that anybody who remembers Israel, anybody who remembers Jerusalem shall be blessed. So you create that time and say, Lord, I thank you for Israel. I thank you for Jerusalem. I thank you for that city, the city of God. I thank you for the people that you have used to bring this gospel to us. I thank you for that chosen nation. I thank you. I bless you. I pray for the peace of Israel. They inhabit the Jews. My brothers and sisters over there, I bless them. Serious prayer. The Lord has said, bless them who seek for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure, those who love you. You understand? Yes. That you are protected if you love Jerusalem. Is that making sense? Yes. That you are secure if you remember who? Jerusalem, the city of God. Number three, the land. The land. And we are talking about the land as in the nation where we are found. And the first one is the city. The city. Jeremiah 29 verse 7. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on his behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. In its welfare you will find what? Your welfare. When you pray for the city where you are at, then you shall also be secure. When Nairobi is secure, you are secure. The city where you are. So you are praying for the city. You are in Joba, you are in Kampala, you are in Addis Ababa, you are in Djibouti, wherever you are, you are in Arusha, uh, Dar es Salaam, Wherever you are, you are in Kigali, Rwanda. Say, Lord, secure this city. Let peace be in this city. I pray for this city. Let there be abundance in this city. Are you seeing my brothers and sisters? You are over an hour now. You are headed to the second hour, isn't it? Yeah. You are tarrying in the place of prayer. You say, Lord, let this city be great. Because when this city is great, then I'll be great in it. Let this city be clean. Let this city be safe. Let this city have abundance. Let money circulate. Because where I'm walking, if money circulates, uh, it will get used, isn't it? But most of us are just, this city is very poor. And then you are seeking for money. Where will you find it? You are a prophet who is speaking abundance. Isn't it? Pray for your, your village, your ward, your district where you are. Say, this ward is the best ward in development, isn't it? Yeah. 
Because if that oil has running water and has security and what, you live in peace. Seek for the welfare of the city. Pray to the Lord on his behalf, for in its welfare you will find what? Your welfare. So you can't say now that I don't even have something else to pray about and you haven't prayed for the city. Have you prayed for the city? And when you're praying for the city, it's not just bless this city, amen, amen, in and out, no? Those things that make you tired in your city, those you pass somewhere and you're seeing garbage. Eh? Sometimes I pass some places and wonder, are they collecting or scattering? Eh? You know, just on the road, these tippers, eh? all the garbage is up there, they're just scattering on the road as they, I'm wondering, are they scattering or are they collectors? Eh? So you say, Lord, the people are in charge of garbage, Lord, give them wisdom. Cause them to be wise in whatever they are doing. The government officers around here, let, let us find service. You understand? And that is why when you go to the service, you will find it. Let, there be, let this place be secure. Let us walk on the road. Let there be lights in this place. Let the leaders of this place think well. Give them ideas. Give them knowledge. Give them resources. Give them wisdom. You understand? Every proliferation of money, let it block it. Let, that's how you pray for the city where you are. We are still on the, on the land. Pray for authorities. Authorities. For authorities. Authorities that are there. Ezra 6.10. Ezra 6.10. That they may offer pleasing sacrifice to God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Pray for the life of the king and his sons. How many even know the children of our president? Hmm? Well, that is his own problem. He just went there to benefit himself and his children. These people. How many people know their civic leader, their, 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 their MCAs and their MPs? Sometimes we think like those, those people do not affect our lives. They do. The decisions they make every day affect us, isn't it? Yes. yes. Or have you ever gone somewhere and find that where you are passing, a road has been put, now you can't. Especially in Nairobi, I tell people, if you've been away for long, come during the day. Huh? Don't return to Nairobi during the night. Come during the day. Because you, you find the road you, are, you, you used to use is no longer there. Is that, a big story building there. So come during the day so that you can find your way. So pray for the king and his sons. So who are the sons of your leaders? Hmm? So find out who is our MCA here. Who is the wife? Huh? Who is the children? And you say, how do I pray for the MCA's wife? You pray for his wife. Because Wives determine how people govern. It is history. That's why we read people like Cleopatra, isn't it? We, we read 
Obama, Michelle is more powerful than Obama himself. Do you know that? Mm. He says, go and tell them. Go and tell them. This policy is not good. Tell Congress. I'll not take it. Or don't come back to this house. <laughs> this. Say, I have decided this policy is not the one speaking. Pray that he shall be surrounded with good people. Yes. I pray for that wife. He shall not be nappy. He shall not, he shall, so that that guy has a peace of mind to make decisions. You understand? Mm. Otherwise, this leader will be coming to the office because he's been nappy the whole night. He's been told you're useless, you're nothing, and people are calling you lead, a leader. People are calling you what? You are useless. He comes to the following day to that uh, constituency development or whatever. Huh? He says, what is wrong with you people? You are all sacked. And you're wondering, what did you do? No. <laughs> it was what was done to him. So we pray for them and their children. Because if a leader is not at peace with his children, he cannot govern. You understand? Yeah. So, uh, pray. Those are like three hours. Huh? Because you're, you're, be, you're not even finished the government. Before the women left. Hmm? <laughs> you remember her husband? Some of us don't even know our women left. See, I don't like politics. I, what is politics to you? Politics is governance. It's the way resources are distributed. That's the definition of politics, isn't it? Leave alone this thing. What whatever, politics is so important. That's why... When Jesus came to establish, Jesus did not come to establish a church. He came to establish a government. You understand? That's why Isaiah 9 6 says, and our son is given. The government of, of this earth shall be upon his shoulders. He shall reign. Hmm? Not he shall not, he shall have these spiritual orgies. Hmm? Going around, going around and screaming. No, he came to govern. That is why when he returns, the Lord does, uh, does not say that he shall be in a sanctuary. No, he shall take the throne of power. The church must take governance, must take leadership. You understand? And that's why we send people to governance. We send people that are trained, equipped, full of the word, tell them, go and occupy office. While we push with our prayer, isn't it? Yes, the, the, the position of of the prophet is there to support the king and to offer guidance and direction to the king. But nowadays, now the, if the, the prophets are leaving, they are leaving the sanctuary to go and uh, they think now by 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 buying now you will be helping the government. No, you can be a very good pastor, but a very terrible governor. Hmm? Yeah, and the fact that people love you the way you preach and they say hallelujah does not mean they love you as a senator. Eh? Even your wife will not vote for you. You'll be asking, why is it that in this world I, I only vote one, my only vote? It's because they love you as a pastor, not as. And in this country we've seen that, isn't it? We've seen people. People buy. Because you go to this custodian, because you receive, receive healing, receive. People have come for healing. But now when you go back and say, I want president, they say, eh? who are you? 
And you say, church people are useless. They are hypocrites. They don't love people. No, they love you. Huh? <laughs> the fact that the local, the, the local madman is popular does not mean he can be elected MCA. Hmm? Yeah, they, they know, everybody knows him. <laughs> Isn't it? As the madman of the market. But it doesn't mean they can choose him to be their member of parliament. Authorities, repentance for the land. Number three, repentance for the land. That is, we are talking about the land. Repented for the land. And we know Second Chronicles 7.14. What does it say? If my people, come on now. The other one, appointed leaders, appointed leaders. We are talking about the land. We are also talking about appointed, the elected leaders and appointed leaders. Acts 14, 23, and when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord, whom they believed. Acts 14, 23. So, you are, they are appointed in prayer. So, don't just listen to the, to the news or to the newspaper saying, uh, so and so has won. Now he's forming his government tomorrow, and just wait for government. No, be on your knees. Say, Lord, give him wisdom as he chooses, as he appoints those leaders in parastatals, in, in government position. Give him wisdom. Let the men and the women that you have ordained for this republic, those that are going to utilize our resources prudently, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Give him wisdom. So when something that like that has happened, a, a, a leader has been thrown into office, a governor, something like that. Don't just wait and sit back and as the people are, you know, conversing and so on. No, be on your knees. Say, Lord, we want your will to be done in that office as the appointments are done. Even in your own workplace. Huh? In your own workplace. Pray against evil, against evil. Pray against evil. Psalms 141 verse 5. 141 verse 5. Psalm 141 verse 5. Let a righteous man strike me, it is a kindness. Let him rebuke me, it is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. My prayer is... Don't be overwhelmed. See, corruption is happening. Whatever is happening, this country is whatever. No. Your prayer must always be against what? Evil deeds. 
Because it is prayer that, that sustains our life. It is prayer that sustains this country. And that's why we are going to see at the time when the saints will be withdrawn from the earth, the Bible says, evil shall multiply. They shall be evil like you have never seen before. Why? Because it is prayer that sustains the lives of men and women. You understand? You withdraw prayer from the face of the earth. There is no telling of what people can do. And we have seen it already. People are just hacking each other to death. Somebody takes the wife and just... It used to be that when you see the blood, you shed, isn't it? Nowadays, killing people is like... It's like what? Just slaughtering chicken. Yeah, that's a familiar example to me. You're wondering why I'm using that. That's a relevant example. So, it is, it is very important to, to, to pray for against evil. Lastly, on the land, for pardon of the people. Pray that they be pardoned. Forgiveness. Lord, forgive them. Second Chronicles 30, verse 18 to 20. Second Chronicles 30, verse 18 to 20. Second Chronicles 30, 18 to 24. A majority of the people, many of them from Ephraim, Manasseh, Isaac, and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet they ate the Passover otherwise than as prescribed. There are people that had done the things that they are not supposed to do. For Ezekiah had prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even though not according to the sanctuary rules of cleanliness. And the Lord had Ezekiah and healed the people. Say, Lord, whatever they have done that might have defiled them, Lord, forgive them. Pardon them. You are the one that is a priest. You are able to stand on behalf of others. You are able to set them free. You are able to pardon them, heal them, forgive them. Amen? Is that making sense? Yes. You're already on the fourth hour. Huh? Just praying for the nation. Praying for the land. Hmm? Let me ask this as we stand. We're already on the fourth hour. Remind them. Jesus, our you know, like the family, the children, the sons and daughters of the the, the, the leaders and the authorities have really taken you one now. Now we are the land, Lord, pardon them, Lord, save them. Now we are against the evil, evil, and the relationships and what? Yeah. There are over ten things we need to be praying about, but we shall put a hold on there. That we process that. Hallelujah. Amen. And we'll have some time to pray after that, after we, I hope uh, there is coffee somewhere. Amen? Amen? So I just want you to make a simple prayer uh, for two or three minutes. Just to make a simple prayer that God uh, help me to have this content to pray about. We shall continue to look at many more as we pray. But I want you to make a prayer. I just say, Lord, uh, 
Help me to carry in the place of prayer. That I will never be drunk.